Hi, my name is Marsha and I'm a digital marketer and copywriter with 20 years of experience. But before that, I'm a mother of two grown boys now and a single mother. Today's topic is very interesting. It may vary from one person to another, but it also is quite universal across the board. What does it feel like being a first-time mom? Now, it may be different from one person to another, so let's keep that in mind while you listen to this podcast. But I hope it will shed some light somehow if you're wondering what new motherhood feels like. Now, let's make this clear. We're not talking about pregnancy. We're not talking about labor. We're talking about having having your first child for the first time. Meeting that human who had been living in your body for the past nine months, more or less. Um, You're going to hear some sniffling uh, uh, once in a while because I'm a little under the weather today. But I've decided to go ahead and do this podcast anyway. So yeah, please forgive me. So uh, let's get the ball rolling by sharing my own personal experience of being a first-time mom. It was harrowing. Well, I've read everything about being a mom and knew what came with the package. But to feel the demands of it, I had no idea. I know every mother at one point or another must have felt the difficulty of being a mother for the first time. And back then, uh, this was like rewind 22 years ago, you know, uh, at that time, um, uh, you know, I had my first kid that was no internet and no social media. And all I had was my Miriam Stoppard books. It's a very popular uh, motherhood and parenting book back then. You can... Wikipedia it up, you know, um, yeah, but I had those books by my, the side table, you know, like they were Bibles. They gave me hints and tips, the ones that I needed about the fast approaching phase of my life. And that was basically all I had, you know, uh, but now thanks to the internet and social media, I know what I went through wasn't that unusual after all. All those articles and sharing of experiences made me feel, although a little belatedly, like I was normal to feel everything that I felt as a new mom. And to summarize uh, what it feels like to be a new mother, uh, for me, uh, at the time, I was 26. So it was like uh, knowing you you see this cave this door in front of you and you know what's beyond that but you've never experienced it before everyone who came out of that door told you the same story and you kind of have a good idea about how it's, uh, what's approaching but you go in and it's like a black hole kind of sucks you in <laughs> and you're like oh i thought i knew what it was but you don't so yeah that was kind of like what i felt like as a mom you know, and the downside with the way I see it when I look back now uh, of having access to all social media and the internet are all those picture perfect baby photos on Instagram feed when you're feeling awful. You may feel like something's wrong with you. Well, let me tell you 
now, try not to let them get you down. It's okay to feel a little inadequate sometimes, but don't let the feelings overwhelm all the other emotions that come along with your new role as a mom. Everything from going into labor to breastfeeding, going through confinement, as per the norm here where I live in Asia, in Malaysia, in, or to growing, going back to work, these are just some of the things that will come into the picture at some point. It's a lot. And thanks to the internet and social media, oh my god, I sound so nasal. <laughs> like I said, I'm not feeling too well. But thanks to the internet and social media, I per- I personally feel that there's a lot more pressure to be a perfect mother now than ever before. Well, when I was raising my boys, I was subjected to all kinds of um, judgment calls, even though I was married then. Uh, somebody should share the blame, right, if something went wrong. But yeah, it wasn't what happened. And then when something did go wrong, it was always my fault. That's the worst thing ever for me to feel and if you think that's the worst uh, I think that's even worse the worst thing is that you know uh, we tend to compound on that guilt like it wasn't enough for people to throw stones in our direction when something goes wrong we pile boulders upon boulders upon ourselves too making it even worse Depending on your age when you had your first kid, you may also feel down sometimes because of well, a lot of things. Well, for me, I couldn't fit into my usual clothes again. I stressed out about it. I felt too attached to my kid. And I stressed about that too. I couldn't breastfeed him long enough. I stressed about that too. I was told it wasn't okay for us to sleep it with our kid in the adult bed. Guess what? I stressed about that too. Just how many things are we going to stress ourselves out about? Can you imagine that? As if being a mom, taking on the role of a parent wasn't already stressful enough? <laughs> on hindsight, I, feel, I felt bad about almost everything, from not being able to handle my son's colic, to wondering, worrying about his future because we weren't rich parents. It, you see far, far off into the future, needlessly do so. Many mothers, including me, have no idea how serious postpartum depression really is. I didn't even know or believed it existed. How can someone be depressed at all when looking into the face of such angels? I mean those babies, right? And even when the mother feels depressed, isn't it just a passing moment, not very different from being sad or feeling the blues? But it's really not. It really isn't. It's more like a dark cave you don't know you're in and you're not even sure you need it to get out of. You only know you're in trouble when you're already in trouble. So in this podcast, I would like to explore some of the things new mothers feel and maybe share some of the experiences and stories that I have with you. I am hoping that it will help new mothers no matter where where you are or at the very least, give you a new perspective about how this whole motherhood gig is like for most of us. So let's roll.
So let's start off with the worry train. First of all, let me put up a caveat here. I am not a parenting expert. I will never claim to be one. So take everything I say with a huge pinch of salt. Do your own research. Listen to a few more motherhood podcasts. Read a few more articles from experts. And the best thing is if you you get the chance to speak to someone you trust. Now, one of the things that I wished I did less of when I became a new mom was worrying. Being a new mom is both exciting and terrifying at the same time. I wouldn't even use riding a roller coaster as a metaphor because it is far scarier. It's longer. <laughs> and that is because you have so many questions and no answers. You don't know how to soothe your baby. That's a problem. Your baby won't latch on despite the help of experts. Yep, that's a problem. Your baby had no teeth or hair. That's a problem. Everything is a problem. Why is the poop green? How many hours should your baby sleep? Is the baby the right size? Why is my baby crying like all the time? The problem with that is that there are really no right answers. If you try to ask your baby's doctor and try to get a 100% answer, you won't get one most of the time because everything is a guessing game with parenting. I realized this only when I had my second child. How unnecessary some of those worries were. Yes, there are different sets of worries for me the second time around, but they're much fewer. For example, breastfeeding is a two-man game. You and your baby. Moms and babies who settle into a rhythm or a flow tend to breastfeed for a longer period of time. Longer is not always better, as I learned a lot later on. I breastfed my first son for uh, all of like six weeks while I had my second son attached to me all the time for three years. I'm not kidding. Go figure. The more stressed and anxious the mother is, this is my conclusion that the more stressed out you are, which I was the first time around, the less likely the baby is going to latch on. As for measuring your baby's weight, length, hit circumference, and then recording every milestone, there's a standard recommendation for this. As long as you follow the doctor's recommendation and trust it, you can actually let your worry go. Seriously, for me, it was a trust issue and also the inability to let things go. I won't dive into vaccines because it's also one of my biggest worries, but it's a very touchy topic. So vaccinate if you want to and don't vaccinate if you don't want to. But I have my kids vaccinated because it's in the schedule. (laughs) So uh, yeah, all I can say is Learn from those who have been there before. Find someone you can trust and go with it. It's your baby, your call. Well, the other worry that had me really up in arms was comparing milestones. It drove me nuts. Rolling over, first words, crawling, first tooth, potty training, sitting up, walking, grabbing toys, poop color, 
I can go on, but it, but I won't. <laughs> well, it's great. However, if we had other mothers who have babies within the same age group to connect with, you know. But one advice to all new mothers that I have is to stop comparing, even if you're secretly comparing it in your head. You know, do that in your head. You're kind of like if you if you keep comparing. Your baby with other babies, you're kind of like feeding a monster, and it wouldn't. If there's one thing that I can share with all new mothers out there, I think many experienced mothers will tell you the same thing. You have something that nature has granted you, along with your newborn, and it is called instincts. Most of the time, when you can't cannot find the right answers, you should learn to trust your instincts. Let's say a baby's crying a lot, which my first child did. Now I worried so much because someone in the house complained about it and asked me to be a better mother. It pushed me off a cliff. Oh my God! Seriously, it was colic and. The onset of eczema. It was. It must be really un- uncomfortable for my baby, but you can't can't really explain that. And babies cry a lot. That's the one thing we need to accept. First of all, that's the only way they know how to communicate. One of the most amazing things I've learned about being a new mother is that after a couple of weeks and months, I I. Personally, have learned to decipher each cry without realizing I was doing it. It was awesome. Each wail represents something. A grunt means a full diaper. A full-on cry means absolute pain. Sometimes it's a combo, like when your baby wails because he or she is a wailer, but he or she is rubbing his or her eyes. It could mean overstimulation or sleepiness. And it's okay for a baby to sleep too little or too much. If you're worried, speak to a pediatrician. I mean, as far as I am concerned, there's no standard chart. It's not black and white. If the baby is sleepy, it it just needs sleep. I'm not. I am going to stop here and leave the rest of your worries to your mom instincts and your talks with your pediatrician. And other experienced moms, because I highly recommend that. There's no standard answer to this because there are too many variables. But I do want you to stop worrying, because it's probably better for you. Well, the thing is that、um, I wish there were some things that people told me, especially new moms, told me bef- when I become a new mom. So here I would like to share a couple of things, and、um, one of them is you don't stop being a human when you become a mom. It's something that I struggle with so consistently that it like drove me to the psychiatrist. <laughs> well, I'm still、um, a part of some of the mothers-only communities and online groups, 
and I see a lot of mothers post their questions to other mothers. One of the most frequently seen comments is how tired moms are and how to get support when they take short breaks. Tough one. Well, to say I understand where that question is coming from is an understatement. I literally lived that life for the longest time. Unable to find the right support system, tired to the bone almost all the time, needing to get away for a little while, battling with mom guilt, even when I take a quick break to read a book. The exhaustion um, as a result of such a demanding lifestyle is so draining. When, when, you, think about, when you think childbirth was the most excruciating and exhausting part of motherhood, this whole mom gig after the birth turns out to be even more so. I wish there was someone who told me that it was okay to take care of myself, really. It's okay to peel away, ask for help, especially from the people around me. Well, nobody told me that it was okay to feel that way when I was dealing with all that. So here, I would like to be the one to tell you, it's okay. Your role as a human, a person with your own needs, doesn't end the moment you become a new mom. You don't have to drop everything in your life and place all priorities on your, your on your new child, you know. Yes, it may seem like your life no longer matter and your needs will be taking a back seat from here on. No, you need some downtime, you need sleep, you need to pay attention to your health and as your baby grow bigger, it's okay to eke out some time for yourself. It could be a career thing or a personal thing. Either way, it's important not to lose yourself completely to this new role. I know it's hard to imagine right now, and it's okay if carving out some time for yourself right now is not possible, but that's a silver lining, you know. It, there will come a time when you will be making decisions about what your personal priorities are. You don't have to drop everything, of course, but something, something has got to give. You don't want to have to choose between being with your baby or, you know, uh, your, your physical or mental health. You know, having to make a choice between that is inconceivable for me. That's one of the fastest ways to feel resentment towards your child or children. And it's funny, because, but uh, when I was a new mother, giving up on breastfeeding or taking a shortcut felt like such a cop-out. I say, no. Take it. Tap into every single resources at hand to make life as a new mother as easy and comfortable as possible for yourself. It's for the benefit of both you and your family, the people around you, and of course, definitely your baby. If you have time to hire a cleaner to come in to organize or clean the home and to keep it clean, so be it. It's okay. Do it. I fell into a tra the trap of thinking that I copped out. 
uh, it just goes to show that I'm not doing my job right. I think that, you know, that's my train of thought, you know. that That's the wrong, exactly the wrong kind of thinking that's going to, you know, uh, bring you to your ruins, you know. It's okay to feel it feed your baby bottled baby food or formula once in a while when you have no time to make homemade organic baby food for your child or you feel like you it's time to actually wean your baby from breast breastfeeding it's okay take good care of yourself new mom while you're busy taking care of your new baby eat right take naps squeeze in some time to relax or exercise. I cannot emphasize how important this stuff are because I did not do them and I felt like, yeah, not good stuff. And if you're really facing a tough time, there's really no shame to admit that, yes, I'm facing a really tough time. And then speak to someone you trust. It can be your mom, it can be your best friend, a group of other new moms, or even a doctor, you know, go for it. Only when you're in the right frame of mind and in good physical shape will you be able to give 100%, 1,000% to your baby when the time comes, you know, and the time will come. Another major worry for me as a new mom was when I wondered if I was selfish, if, you know, I was selfish when I wanted to go back to work. Uh, when I was still a new mom, people around me, well, remember this was like two decades ago. Um, they, some people around me were making me feel like I was selfish to want to go back to work. Yeah, I, I found the balance for myself after a long, challenging struggle with myself and my surroundings. But a study shows that there is a lot of good for both new moms and their babies when they spend some time apart. I'm not talking about a long time, just short spurts of time away from each other. You can consider part-time work or flexible work arrangements if you need to continue working. Although I did not have the privilege of having apps and online tools that could help me become more organized, <laughs> Well, you have them now, so use them. Time and task management tools can really, really relieve you of your worries while you juggle your own life as a mother. And this new person that you've become, you know, you're a new person now. So don't apologize for struggling. Don't let other people make you feel like you're not good enough. You're not good enough, mom. Be realistic about what one human can do. When your responsibilities have just doubled or tripled or times 100. And you are not superhuman. I used to believe I was like a superhuman. I can do everything. Yeah, sure, I don't need you. Uh, no, that's not true. People may not understand what you are going through. And it could be because they've never been through it themselves or they have simply not walked a single step in your sh in your shoes. So keep your head up because you're doing the best you can. 
Another advice I wished I had from other new moms was this. There's no going back. If you're looking to go back to life before motherhood, the exact same life, like for example, if you're used to partying or meeting up with your friends um, once a week kind of thing and it should be easy. Uh, no, no, not exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, things have changed and it's we have to adapt to it. And you're not going to find yourself being the old uh, self again, at least not for some time. I, I know of some moms who actually, you know, work very hard to um, go back to f- finding the self that they were before they became a mom. So it's okay if you're like new to this whole motherhood gig thing to feel bad, angry, or even resentful. Life is not wonderful. It's not Instagram worthy all the time. <laughs> so, but it's not always awful as well. Caveat. You are raising a human being who will be a positive influence on other people in the future. You're doing your best to guide your kids to become contributing members of the society, hopefully, and it's a massive responsibility. And it's going to be okay. Okay, now let's talk about how you will change as a person um, along the way as you discover your new role as a mom. You will be tested beyond your limits. I've worked at startups and I've worked brutal hours and nothing in my life until children can compare to how hard it can be at times. Nothing will test your limits like the love of your chi- for your child and your personal needs as a human being. Your mental, emotional, physical limits will be challenged time and time again. You will feel like you want to give up, but you won't. And at times, it feels like there is an option for everyone else, including your child's father or partner, but not for you. You're the only one who's forever stuck in this pickle. And it could... Honestly speaking, it could physically drive you to complete exhaustion and possibly an emotional drain, drain out stage. And yet, it's an amazing thing. You get up, you do it, and you feel invigorated again. And to me, it's a very strange feeling being this overprotective over a child, your willingness to go every extra mile, your unexpected explainable attachment to this baby and it drives you near insanity. This strange maternal instinct is both positive and negative at the same time. I learned a little too late to recognize my own needs, something as basic as, you know, the need for sleep and food. 
Seriously, I'm not kidding. We all know that sacrifice is a big part of being a new mom or a parent, but not when it is unreasonable or if your instincts are fighting against your actions. Your basic needs as a person cannot and should not be ignored because you cannot be a good mother if you're not in the condition to be a human being. <laughs> and, and while you're test, testing out new patterns, finding solutions and help, or adjusting your life to your new role as a mother, you'll seriously, you'll discover new parts of yourself, learning and adjusting your limits in hope of balancing everything out. Now, I found this pretty useful. You'll also learn how to strike deals, either with your family members, your partner, yourself, or even your baby. Yeah, and and don't forget your friends. Uh, I lost all my friends, unfortunately, after having my first kid because I had kids very early, and it's something I wish I told every mother not to do. Not that not to have kids, but you know, just. You know to balance things out so when i had my kid um i was like 26 so that's pretty early considering the um the trend these days so um yeah i was the only one who had kids and all my friends didn't so um but uh, my advice is you have to make time for your friends and the people you work with it's not easy not when you have so much on your plate now Everything now revolves around your child, your family, and the need for sleep. Sleep! <laughs> and you may also feel uh, not as fit. I did not fit into any single one of my own personal clothing after each of my uh, baby's births until months later. Maybe, maybe it was even after a year or more. Imagine having to struggle into your you know, partner's clothing, knowing that they're already much bigger than your own ones. You'll feel awful. But give your body, first of all, uh, enough time to heal. Your body has gone through great lengths to bring this baby to life. Respect and listen to it. Pushing yourself into strict health regimes may not be good for you. If you intend to throw yourself into a diet or fitness program after labor, uh, first of all, consult with a doctor first. If you don't have the luxury of that, listen to your own body. This part of this segment of uh, this podcast is also about you know, you developing into someone else. So you may become the very parent you criticized in a mall some years back. I remember being 20 odd years old, hanging out with my friends when loud wailing from a three or four year old erupted at a table my friends and I were sitting at. We smirked and shrugged like every ignorant 20 year olds would. What a horrible mother. That's what we thought. I associated the behavior of the child's loud wailing and um, uncontrollable tantrums and rolling on the floor of the cafe to be a result of bad parenting. Their children are uncontrollable and I will not have a child like that. For sure. I realize now that that 
there is nothing more ignorant than than that. <laughs> the feeling of uh, because I've been through it, so the feeling of helplessness, the apologetic embarrassment, the searing wish to disappear from the face of the earth cannot be explained. It must be felt. I hope your journey as a new parent will not come to this. But if and when it does, remember that as long as you're doing your best, you're not a bad parent. Most of the children who misbehaved in public were most probably two or three years old, and you must have heard about like ter- the terrible twos or the terrible trees or whatever. But it is so true. Your children will test your limits. I want you to know that it is normal. Once you've accepted the fact that it is normal, you're in a better state of mind to take, you know, uh, take uh, back control of the situation. You know your child best, and you have the ability to decide on what the best next steps are. And on a personal level, I once saw a parent of a probably autistic child. I didn't get the chance to actually confirm this. Uh, it was in public and it's impolite to ask. So uh, the child was going through an episode at the, at the car park of a, near an escalator in a mall. The parent was accompanied by an older boy. Uh, and as the child rolled around on the floor, screaming on top of his lungs, his parent, and I assume sibling, were calm as clams. Together, they held the boy down to prevent him from hurting himself, which is the most important thing, uh, while talking to him softly and trying to move him to a safer and less crowded place. Now, on hindsight, I think that I thought that was really admirable. They were probably embarrassed, but they held it together calmly. They knew what was priority and did what was best for the kid. They did not need to apologize, but they did. I wondered at some point if that was something that I could do to help them, even if it was just to hold the door open for them. Because once you become a parent, you become more uh, empathetic and sympathetic towards the plights of other parents, especially when they're in such a situation. But I'm not saying that this should be something you regret over, but uh, after having a child, I realized how self-centered and selfish I was. I had all this luxury of the time in the world. I could do anything I please, any which way I want, and I didn't have to think about anyone else. Once you realize that being a parent kind of takes a part of that away from you, you start to empathize more, which is a good thing. It's a a good part of becoming a parent, really. And if you struggled with maintaining a good relationship with your parents before, I, I, this is an honest uh, uh, thing that I'm sharing with you. Having a child of your own might shift your perspective a little bit. As a child, you don't really see what's, what goes into being a parent, especially when you're not on the best terms with your parents. It won't repair everything when you become a mom or you become a parent and there's no atonement needed but the change is it comes quite naturally you just start to see things differently
there are many changes that you will experience uh, once you become a new mom, but one of the most profound ones that I've I've experienced would be that uh, my priorities changed and I became slightly more efficient. Out of desperation, I became more decisive, brutal, honest, and efficient after I become became a mom. Uh, with so little time to spare, I became better at making decisions, although that led to an emotional breakdown. But that was because there were too many things to worry about all at the same time. Time is tight. And to be completely honest, I was stressed out and unhappy at times. I felt resentment that everything, all major responsibilities fell on my shoulders. I didn't think of getting help or asking for help, really. That was a huge part of my parenting experience, something I wish I knew how to, you know, do, delegate and trust better. So if you're a new mom or parent, that's my big advice. It was also because of trying to, me trying to juggle so many things at, at the same time that my mind was constantly thinking of multiple things at the same time. If there was a way to shortcut a task, I would do it now. Yes, we can have instant noodles once in a while. Yes, you can play games while I work. Yes, we can eat out today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it wasn't in the on the cards when I before I had kids, and my, th- therefore my my priorities changed because I had to learn to triage. Uh, in doing that, I became more inf- efficient in completing things that were important while saying okay to things I would otherwise shake my head. And it's okay. Learn to say it's okay. Say it multiple times. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. When you feel overwhelmed, don't sweat the small stuff because that's there's very little, little time to mess around with. It is best if you have someone to help you out at least part of the time. If you have to hire someone to do it, I suggest considering it an option. Being super mom is great, but... Uh, it's really taxing, you know, it all depends on what you, how you want to go about doing this. If you have a spare moment, and this is a very serious recommendation, uh, think about your priorities. I know we rely on our instincts a lot, but sometimes when we have too much going on, our instincts go haywire. And one of the things I think we should all consider is me time as a priority. In the beginning, I felt a lot of guilt taking breaks, like I didn't deserve it or I shouldn't do it because it was selfish. In hindsight, it is not, absolutely not. I would not have gone as nuts if I had enough breaks from shouldering the motherhood responsibilities. I wasn't aware that I was also going through, you know, what they call baby blues or now more commonly known at a condition as postpartum depression. It was serious enough to render me uh, immobile sometimes, but I didn't know what it was 
and what I could do about it. The result was anxiety and panic attacks. It was extremely terrifying, and I'm glad that I came out of it in one piece, honestly. When, uh, when you know what your priorities are, you tend to worry less about things. So, um, yeah, I learned about this stuff, and yeah, it, it kind of panned out, you know. And um, you, some things just have to take a back seat. So be kind to yourself. I hope you remember that. This is especially true if you're an introvert by nature. You'll be constantly surrounded by the demands of your children, your, your husband. Sometimes your body may not even feel like yours anymore. When you're feeling that way, find solace to be on your own. And it's all right. So that's all for me now and I hope I managed to impart valuable information to you as you embark on this new journey as new mom. Even today I don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers, that's the truth. As tough as I made it sound to be a new mom, it continues to be a very fun, rewarding experience, you know, and with my two boys, it's become my way of life. I do not regret any of it all. I cannot imagine life without them, honestly. However, I face new challenges every day. If I get the chance to, I will share with you the challenges that I face now, which is very, very different from what I described earlier in this episode. And um, the things that I wished I knew. If this episode resonated with you, please do follow or subscribe. I share a ton of stuff on the internet. And if you want to, head to my social media profiles and you'll find loads of stuff. Once again, I hope you find you had uh, some takeaways or found some comfort in listening to this episode and please stay in touch. I'll see you till then in the next episode. Stay healthy, take care and stay positive. This is Marsha signing off. Bye.